everyone. Welcome to AmeriCrown Dreams, a podcast about the British royal family. I'm Caitlin. I'm Jenna. Last week, the Duke and Duchess of Cambridge traveled to Scandinavia for an exciting tour of Sweden and Norway. Ikea, Vikings, Thor, God of Thunder, and the fjords might be a few things that come to mind when you think of Sweden and Norway. But like the UK, these two nations have their own royal families with vibrant heirs in waiting that probably understand just a little what it's like to be in Will and Kate's shoes. Shoulder to shoulder with their Scandinavian counterparts, Kate and Will forged new royal friendships and went to work to reiterate the British government's stance that the UK doesn't have to be part of the European Union to be European and take part in its many advantages. Today on our show, we'll discuss the tour, our thoughts, and ponder a few of Kate's sartorial choices. She certainly wasn't boring. Good evening, Caitlin. Hello. What's uh, up? Not too much. I was going to say, I had on my list of things to do was to like learn some like uh, some sort of Swedish or Norwegian way to say like good evening to you, but I didn't get that far in life. So, um, um, I can tell you that to say hi in Norwegian is hi. Oh my God. No way. Yes, it is. That's Oh, sweet. It caused a lot of problems for me when I traveled to Norway (laughs) because I am of Norwegian heritage, a.k.a. like blonde, blue eyed. And everyone and also being from Minnesota, like I say my vowel sounds long. Um, You may have noticed listening to me. And uh, so I would walk into like a store and I people would say like, hi, and I'd say hi. But like how I would normally say it. And then they just assumed I spoke Norwegian and then they'd go like a million miles a minute. And the only thing I know how to say in Norwegian is I would like to travel to Norway and I would like another glass of beer. But neither of those things was ever like appropriate. And so then I would just look confused and then they would speak or switch to their fluent English because everyone in Scandinavia speaks fluent English. Thank you, Scandinavia. But yeah, I can imagine that is unhelpful that high is high. Yeah. Because, yeah, you can't tell the difference. (laughs) (laughs) You really can't. But, and I also, you know, I was just like wandering around. I was like, oh, oh, well. But thanks. Thanks to the fact that Norwegian in Norway, at least um, their television shows, they like didn't dub them. This is what a Norwegian uh, person I met when I was traveling there told me they didn't dub them. So they just had like American TV shows with subtitles. And so she learned fluent English just by watching Friends reruns every day after school. That's so cool. Yeah. And I was like. We should do that. Yeah, I'm going to do that with my daughter now. I'm just going to put on some sort of, I'm not sure what language, but I'll find a show and just be like, you are going to learn this way. Well, it's like in our language classes, how they would play like the um, soap opera stuff that was made specifically for um, like language learners. Like I wasn't the Spanish one, Destinos. Yes. Yeah. And it's the reason oh, why, even though I was not in Spanish class, it's the reason I'll still look <laughs> look to the distance and go, Rosario, because apparently that was a thing. That was like the only thing. Like I had to go, this was at the early days of Wikipedia in 2007. And I like was just like, you know what? I'm so sick of trying to figure out what I'm over Spanish. I don't want to learn it anymore, um, which I now regret. So if you're learning a language right now, don't give up on it. It is a dumb idea. You should learn your language. And um, so I pretty much looked up the Dustino's Wikipedia page to find out what was going on so I didn't have to pay attention anymore. Um, But I regret it now. 
which is why I love Jane the Virgin. Oh yeah, Great show. You that's don't watch a very it good show. Yeah. Uh, so, yay, telenovelas. I know. Um, yes. Uh, how are you surviving after the Super Bowl ravaged our town? Oh, I'm fine. It's, it's gone. It, Great. It is. I can walk freely and unencumberedly to work. Uh, there aren't people who I want to hit in the back of the head for walking too slowly. That's nice. Um, my office is open, so that's good. I can go into work again. And yeah, uh, it's pretty interesting. I didn't really partake in too many um, events, but the one thing that my husband and I did was we got this like, or we saw online that there was a, a fancy hotel near us and a fancy men's store. We're hol- holding an outdoor ice bar where it was like a bar where they had the bar made out of ice. Like kind of, I mean, like a big fancy ice carving. So we're like, well, let's walk over there. It's a couple blocks away. And so we did. And or then we were planning on doing it. And then we went to look up more information on it. And it was like sponsored by Porsche. And like, wear your fur coats here. Like we're, and it was like sponsored by Ribnick Furs. Like the local the local like fancy fancy like stores and i was like i feel this is going to be embarrassing for me to show up to and we were like well whatever we'll still walk over there and we did and it was a very fun people watching event but the other fun thing is that in that same like area they had a snowball vending machine and i bought one oh yeah you were talking about this last week yeah that is really cool yes i was and so I bought one. I have one that's living in my freezer now. And it will stay there until I decide I need the space for something else. But it's really fun. I didn't know how it was going to work. But yeah, they come in cans. It's labeled. It was hand-packed fresh on February 2nd, 2018. So Oh, I'm glad that they are very committed to letting you know where it came from and when it, when it you know, was made. Yeah. Somebody <laughs> asked me, they're like, what are you going to do with that? And I was like, I don't know, put it, put it outside because it is cold here. And they were like, what? And I was like, well, I've just put it outside or put it in my freezer. And then they looked at me and I was like, oh, I live two blocks from here. They're like, oh, we're from Florida. So we were like, what are you, how are you getting that? Like somewhere else? I was like, oh, well, I'm a weirdo who like lives in town and I'm just like getting this for fun. But I don't suppose this would travel well for you. It would probably break the TSA liquid uh, limitation rule because it would melt definitely but yeah I don't know I'm happy that it's over um I will say yeah. that Justin Timberlake disappointed me greatly with his yeah. mediocre hipster nonsense <laughs> and I'll say <laughs> yeah I, it wasn't I definitely didn't think it was bad as I think a lot of people reported but um I think that there were a lot of technical issues and he some didn't pretty sing. bad outfits. He didn't sing. Like he sang like yeah. maybe a fourth of the time. And I know the thing is like, for example, Madonna, do you think she sang? Probably not. But no. she had people doing acrobatics on a like bungee cord behind her, which was fun to watch, mm-hmm. even though, yeah, it it left a lot to be desired. Yeah, I think like I think it was oversold. Like he had that press conference. And he's like, we're going to do some things that haven't been done before. And I was like, like, there's what? nothing there that I hadn't seen. Well, there's <laughs> like, probably wear a bear shirt. <laughs> I know somebody <laughs> tweeted that he looked like, um, you know, the, the video game Buck Hunter. 
He yeah. said he looked like a buck hunter cabinet that was in a bar in Williamsburg, Brooklyn. Like it, it looked like just like a hipster's idea of like what yeah. woods he is. And yeah, um, I don't know. I was I'm I'm glad that no Prince hologram showed up because I was going to I was very offended by the concept of that. And also, I did not like the banner rippling banner thing. And it was kind of like, I don't know. Yeah, see, I don't care about Prince, so oh, I really was just like, I don't want, like, I don't, I think holograms are creepy, but oh, yeah, I they was are. just like, you, I felt, I was like, you know what, Justin Timberlake can't win. Well, but Prince, he, he, go ahead. He can't win, like, he either needs to cover a song, or he doesn't, and he's gonna get yelled at either way, so he should just cover a song and leave it at that. Well, I wouldn't necessarily care if he covered a song, I just didn't like that they, like, made them sing a fake duet together because Prince has been on the record of being really against that. Like he mm-hmm. was out there saying, if I don't live in the same era as something, please do not superimpose me over anything else. And so it was kind of like a, uh-oh, we did the exact same thing that he's been quoted as saying, please do not do that. So Yeah, but don't they also serve... Okay, I, I guess we could talk about this offline. But All right. they serve alcohol at Paisley Park, and I don't think he like That's very true as that. well. So I feel like everyone is just completely pissing on his memory. So. That's very true. Um, it's, it's a really complex and interesting legal <laughs> issue. It really is. Like, people with, like, rights. So if you're a, a yeah. famous person, you really have... And again, I mean, just good advice for anybody who, you know, owns a significant amount of property is please have a will. Just do it. Indeed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Please, for the love of God, just write a will. I know it's really right. depressing to think about your own mortality, but it's more depressing to think that you might be, like, your words might be used to sell cars or, yeah. <laughs> you know, like, all those things. And, yeah, it's just a yeah. lot. Anyway. Mm-hmm. Well, we can Anyways, move on. Minnesota loves Prince. As... We do. I we yeah. <laughs> feel very strongly about him in this household. <laughs> Uh, but we can move on indeed Uh, that was kind of we're talking about minnesota royalty now we will move to yeah and also british people love prince he sold out the o2 arena like 25 nights in a row when it opened that's insane he's he's very (laughs) revered there as he should be excellent so i guess that's kind of tying it in but yeah we'll we'll shift from talking about the accomplishments of one prince to talking about the accomplishments accomplishments of the queen that would have been great if i could talk um but yeah queen elizabeth today the day we're recording is that right today's yeah it is today marks the 66th year she has been on the throne which is a long time indeed it's longer than i have been alive by a couple extra decades just a few indeed no more just a few more than more than (laughs) um more than half your life yeah. I mean, it's a lot. And by that, I mean all your life. Yeah. But half, yeah. Well, like, adding our, <laughs> adding ours, like, lifespans together still doesn't get yes. there. Yes. Perfect. That's kind of what I meant. <laughs> before, before I said half of your life she's been on. I'm actually, yes, I'm actually a, I can't do math quickly, so this joke is going to falter, but I'm, I'm a 100 plus year old woman. That's why you've never yeah. seen a picture of me. <laughs> Um, but yeah, congratulations to her, and yeah. that's amazing. And every time one of these anniversaries shows up, I go, "Oh my god, that's such a long time!" But it doesn't. Well, right, and I don't think you know the the British 
monarchy will see that for really ever again, as long as there are, you know, long lives lived. Which, so, yeah. Which is likely. Um, but, yeah, I think this is about the point where she'll move. She's usually, she stays, where is she? Is it, is she in Scotland right now? Or is she at Balmoral? Or is she in, but she usually isn't back at Buckingham Palace yet. She usually goes, no, she would be at Sandrinium. Ham. Yeah. And then she usually comes back to Buckingham Palace after the accession day. So Yeah. She gets her so extended be back holiday. In, yeah. So she'll be back soon. I wish my holidays were that long. I know. I'm kind of in a super long holiday, but it's a little different. Yeah. You have a, you watching have, a baby mm-hmm. and I'm sleep deprived. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's a little bit more, uh, more on yeah. your plate, I'd say. <laughs> um, yeah. And then the other uh, news, we're going to just have a very brief news segment to yeah. this time um, because we want to focus mostly on the tour and not much is going on because the queen is hiding away. But we have two very important stories about uh, Meghan and Harry. And uh, the first one, which is just kind of like keeping everyone on the alert for upcoming events. They'll be they'll be doing they'll be taking a trip to Scotland uh, for Valentine's Day. They'll be going there on February 13th or I, which I guess is the day before. But um, yeah, so they'll be going to Edinburgh, and we'll get to see them take on another um, part of the United Kingdom as Harry introduces Meghan to her future realm. So we'll look forward to that. I'm excited. I wonder what kind of love cutlery they'll get this time. I, yeah, I'm tr- I'm wondering if they'll get, oh, I bet they'll get this. So the, our friends, Chris and Sarah, Chris is part scottish um he's a laird he's a laird too they there is like a drinking cup that you're supposed to like they both hold um Mm. and they got that as a wedding present when they got married so i bet that they might get something similar if someone wants to give them something for because it's specifically to use at your wedding because you you know the bride and the groom both hold one end of this like cup and then they drink out of it Oh, that's cool. So I could see that. Yeah. I don't know its actual name, but uh, it well, is Scottish. Well, if, if they get that present, we will update Indeed, you. Because we want everyone to know about all the sorts of uh, gifts that you can get people that are, yeah. that are you know, love spoons. Some, yeah, love spoons, <laughs> drinking cups, all of those right. things. It's unique, you that, know. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't find it at like a Macy's or... A crate and barrel or something. Does crate and barrel carry carry that? <laughs> no. Who yeah, knows? but then we've got to talk about the more exciting oh, news. Yes. Um God. which is that <laughs> casting has been announced for the lifetime movie. Yay! I'm so excited. Yes. And I'm I'm just gonna put out there, I'm already pleased with the casting. Um so for Megan has been uh they're, have, they have casted her name's Parisa uh, Fitz Henley. Um, awesome last name, by the way, girl. Um, and uh, she. Hi, Finn. Yeah. And I think she looks really great. Obviously, we can't particularly, you know, go look at a picture of her or even just type in Lifetime Meghan Markle and you'll easily find the news articles for it. Um, but yes, she is a. She's part British, um, Jamaican actress. And uh, yeah, so she's has some acting credits on Jessica Jones. I think she's like the psychiatrist is what I believe I, hmm. I saw her as um, on that 
And then, uh, and then she was on a show this summer on NBC called Midnight Texas, where she played a witch. Um, Ooh, yeah. So a witch. So yeah. So if you want to catch her in any of those roles, it's pretty easy. Obviously, Jessica Jones is on Netflix, and uh, Midnight Texas. I'm guessing you probably can watch on Hulu or something. Um, probably. But check that out. Uh, but I think she looks like a really great casting. Um, She's actually biracial. She is. Which is good. Yep. We were very hopeful that they would respect Megan's, you know, claimed identity right. as a biracial woman right. and not whitewash this role. Indeed. Um, so it seems they've done yeah. a good job in that aspect. Yeah. And it seems like she has like a good, she seems like she has a similar kind of face and. Um, she has beautiful eyebrows. Yeah, and looks like. I can comment on that. Yeah. And it looks like her, she's got, they, they most of her pictures were her of having, oh my gosh, my phone just went off. Um, I'll shut that off. But of her having, you know, more of her natural hair, but it looks like she also can do the straight look too. So she'll be able to obviously pull off what Megan currently wears for her hair. And I think, and they showed, had one photo of that. And I thought, I was like, that's actually a really good like, even without trying to be Meghan Markle, I was like, this is actually good once they Lifetime does whatever Lifetime does, which I imagine isn't much because I've never really been that impressed when they're trying to make people look like other people. Yeah. <laughs> they don't have to do too much work here. So that's great. <laughs> yeah. She does look like a person who would be cast by a more reputable, like, Hollywood institution trying to get a, somebody for a biopic. Right. Maybe not like for a lead, you know, not necessarily a re- lead role, but like definitely, I don't know. I wouldn't, I wouldn't uh, question. I wouldn't, it, unlike the guy who they picked to play Harry, but we haven't seen what they've done with him yet, yeah. where he's hot, but he doesn't look like Harry at all. Right. Yeah. In my opinion. No. And so, yeah, I'll be interested to see. It looks like he has the potential for the facial hair. Um, he does. So I, I'm hoping that they'll lean heavily on that to really make him look like Harry. But yes. I guess we'll see. And we are talk and we're talking about an actor his name oh, is Murray yeah. Fraser. Mm-hmm. Um he hasn't been in a whole lot though one of his credits uh is that he appeared in an episode of Victoria the uh currently running miniseries on Queen Victoria. And so I didn't write I went to IMDb to see what episode he was on and it turns out if you are in the u.s uh the episode he's on is the one that's airing next sunday um it's the episode where they go to uh scotland and victoria and albert disappear so i don't know who he plays i haven't been able to see that yet but i'll be keeping my eyes peeled for him Mm -hmm. and i will maybe get to report back next time we record excellent and i can confirm or deny his acting chops. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah. I, I just have to say so far that both of these castings are better. So much even better. Even if Murray doesn't particularly look like Harry, then the Will and Kate cast for their Lifetime movie. Theirs are appalling and super bad. Yeah. So. Agreed. But the movie is amazing. So if you haven't seen it, please watch. Um, I know we're going to probably cover it sometime in the next couple weeks. Um just because we can and yeah especially once we have the premiere date for the harry and yeah. megan one because we'll <laughs> want to kind of do like a, a 
I don't know. It's like a prequel kind of kind <laughs> like <laughs> see what see what we're in for. Like, you know, what kind of style? Wait, what can we expect? Did they improve upon royal love story biopics? You know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. We'll see. Um, and then we can compare and contrast. <laughs> like, Yeah. See how many things, how many times like there are clear lies Wait. or clear like inaccuracies. I feel like there's going to be a whole lot of lies in the Meghan and Harry one because like we talked about on a couple episodes ago and have so little to work off of versus like Will and Kate like had like eight years worth of information before they got married. Obviously they both of them had have had very like undercover relationships but like there's been there was a lot more gossip about Will and Kate than Meghan and Harry. (laughs) Yeah. Well, yeah, like there were the, they were photographed going in and out of nightclubs and like that kind of thing. So you like knew you could say like, oh, they went out to bars together. And like Harry and Meghan, I don't know. <laughs> Maybe it's just them sitting in Nottingham Cottage, just yep. having mm-hmm. chicken. And-, Ugh. <laughs> and just like talking about, I don't know, world issues. Well, Meghan yeah. takes pages from the TIG. With a single tear running down her cheek. But being like, it's all worth it. I love him so much. Right. I don't need this lifestyle brand anymore. Yeah. My new lifestyle is much better. Oh, I can't <laughs> wait. I'm so excited. Um, But yeah, so they don't have a definite premiere date yet, but it is going to air before the wedding happens, which again is May 19th. So I don't know. It'll, I'm guessing, well, that's exciting. And now we can shift to the main topic of the day tour time so um just as a brief precursor uh obviously this was another example of the soft diplomacy that the british royal family has been engaging in since the brexit vote happened and this was the first time that uh william and kate were taking official trips to sweden and norway and their roles as the Duke and Duchess of Cambridge. So it was a lot of, um, you know, it was a good opportunity, especially since, you know, Sweden and Norway have their own interesting relationships with the European Union and the European community in general. Um, But that's kind of boring. The other fun thing is that there's royals there too. And so we'll be talking about those uh, royal families um, as we talk about what they did. Yeah, and I, um, Kensington Palace made a really, like, something that I didn't really think about is they, yeah, Will and Kate, their time, especially as their parents, their, who are currently on the throne, or their grandparents, and will eventually die, and their parents, you know, they'll, they'll, over time, you know, become heirs to the throne, or direct heirs, or even the actual monarch of their relationships continue over the next, you know, hundred years, or whatever. <laughs> Over their lifetimes, I should say. <laughs> but anyways, uh, so yeah, so we'll start. Um, I'm going to cover our their time in Sweden, and Jenna will cover their time in Norway as she, it is her, her homeland. Yes. Jævil Jarna, Reise til Norge. That's, <laughs> I would like to travel to Norway. There we go. <laughs> I do not know any Swedish, um, but I will do my best. But yeah, so... Uh, this wasn't an official event, but Will and Kate arrived in Sweden on the 29th, and uh, Kate was just in her, when they arrived, they got some paparazzi photos, uh, and Kate was in, and then they 
because they were filmed or photographed at the uh, British uh, ambassador's residence, which is where they stayed for their time in Sweden. Um, so that by the next day, they were well rested for a day of bandy hockey on uh, January 30th. And what is bandy hockey? Because I was like, what? I didn't know either. Yeah. And this actually, I now I now know what they're talking about because I've always thought it was just like field hockey or just hockey with a ball instead of a puck. Um, but you know that it's bandy hockey because they use a smaller like hockey stick like the, and by I was going to say you would know better, um, it's a lot sh- shorter than the blade. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. And then they use a much larger rink. They almost use a football sized rink when they play uh, pandy and instead of uh, six players on a hockey on a hockey team, they have 11 players each on um, the field, which makes sense considering that, you know, you have a much larger space to work with. And then, yeah, they use, instead of a puck, the flat puck, they use a ball instead. Uh, And this is one of the more popular like winter sports besides hockey in, in Sweden. And they're hoping it will become an Olympic sport in the future. And so, yeah, so Kate, we're at the, and Will, we're at the Vasa Parken um, park. I'm guessing Vasa Parken means like park to an extent. Yeah. Something park. Yeah. Something know. park um, in Stockholm. And there they met with the players. So they were all uh, just some adorable kids in hockey gear. Which- yeah. And they're, they look, they're like way too top heavy. Like they could fall forward, yeah. <laughs> tip forward because they're yeah. helmets. <laughs> I die for it. Yep. Yep. And so, uh, during the event, uh, there was a time for some friendly competition between Kate and Will. Uh, and so Kate and Will did a shootout uh, with um, they shot on the goal. And uh, Will ended up winning. They both, it was two to one. Uh, so Will Boo. won. Kate later said that she tried to made him win. Mm. Uh, so that was dumb, Kate. Let me just put that out there. Put him in his place, if that's true. Yeah. Well, I mean, I was going to say, I saw they have videos of them, like, each shooting one goal. And Kate did a good job. She, I mean, again, Mm -hmm. she has field hockey experience. And they also, they weren't on skates. They were uh, standing on, like, with their feet firmly planted on a carpet. Mm -hmm. Uh, So they didn't have to contend with any possible threat (laughs) of falling down uh, due to, you know, not having their bearings. So that was probably good. But I was expecting Kate to trounce him. Indeed. I know. I was like, this is something you played in school and. Ugh, the fragile male okay. ego. Indeed. Indeed. She she stood by her mm-hmm. man. Um, but yeah, afterwards, then they had a traditional glog, um, which I've had before and I did not like how it tasted. So I don't know if I had just something gross, but it, a, a warmer drink that they have. Um, in Sweden, you can also get it at IKEA. Mine was from IKEA, so that may oh, yeah. that may explain why it did not taste <laughs> so great. Even though everything else I eat at IKEA is delicious. Yep. <laughs> um, but I don't know that I've had this, but yeah, I'll have to look out for it. Yeah, and then uh, because Sweden is you know a cold place, they they have something called a bandy briefcase, which is essentially a cool uh, that people bring when they p- go to play bandy. And it holds their glog or their drinks in it. And so it's like a leather suitcase, essentially. That's be- Pretty much just to make sure it doesn't right. freeze solid, exactly. probably. So, so they don't just bring out, you know, like a little cooler. They have like this leather little like suitcase almost, briefcase kind of thing that they open up. And then the, the drinks are in there um, for safekeeping and to keep them warm. So 
Yeah, so that was their uh, first event of the day. Yeah, they had quite a few events on their first day. Um, but yeah, Kate was in Burberry trench coat, um, a really warm one, um, made with lamb leather. Never heard that before. Um, and then she was wearing, I didn't see her like actually wear it, but it was underneath was a um, Nordic pattern sweater from Fajal Raven. And she black Sorrel boots. And then she was wearing a super cute knitted hat that costs like $300. Um, I'm going Ugh. to look for this yarn at Michael's or Joanne Fabrics next time I'm there to knit my own version because it's so cute. Um, and then she was wearing a snood, which I've never heard before, but it's like a little neck warmer kind of. Um, that was a wine color. Yeah, it's like a circular scarf, an infinity scarf, but like tighter. And then by that, after that event, they um, later that day, they went and met up with the Swedish royals to have a luncheon at the Royal Palace. And uh, we'll just quickly go over who are kind of the main players in the Swedish royal family. Um, in charge is uh, King Carl Gustav and uh, Queen Sylvia. And then uh, the people that we mostly saw that day, uh, because they're kind of the counterparts, or at least um, contemporaries for Will and Kate, are um, the Crown Princess Victoria, um, and she is married to Prince Daniel. And then they have two children, Estelle and Oscar, which Oscar is such a cute name. Yes. And his eyebrows, he looks like he's furious all the time, and he's adorable. If you look at his, like, baby photos from his christening, he looks hilarious, because he just looks like he's, like, like frowning at you like (laughs) but he's so cute and Estelle is also amazing Mm. I want her and Charlotte Uh, to become best friends indeed uh and I'm gonna go over what they what Kate wore later after I go through all the events because it changed a lot but it was all kind of the same at the same time which will make sense in a little bit um but the reason why they met up with um Victoria and Daniel is that they did kind of a a long walk or a walk from um, the palace to the Nobel uh, Museum so that they could kind of do kind of meet the crowds because this was the only chance that the public could kind of see uh, Kate and William on tour and so they went um, the kind of the meet and greet to see the crowds was at the uh, Dorget Square um, and then at the Nobel uh, Museum they did a quick tour with the curator and then they met with a, uh and then from there they after that they they didn't walk there, but they um, went by car to the ArcDes, uh, which is Sweden's National Center for Architecture and Design. And thankfully, we got an IKEA sighting. I was wondering if, you know, I was. I think we had talked about hoping that they would just go to IKEA. Because it's pretty much Sweden's national identity, right? Flat pack furniture. Exactly. Exactly. And um, so they met with the head of design. Uh, so for these afternoon events, uh, Kate was in um, for both of her outfits. So she was wearing for their walkabout. She wore um, a green uh, Catherine Walker coat. And then she was also wearing the um, black alpaca fur hat that she had worn on Christmas. So and um, a fur neck and collar from Troy London. So it was very cold in Sweden. Um it wasn't cold for us. People in Minnesota were very used to this very cold weather, but um, it was cold, especially if you are from the UK where it's like, oh, it's 30 degrees Fahrenheit. Um, yeah. They were like, it's it's below zero. And I was like, but it's Celsius. Yeah. I was <laughs> like, like, that sounds balmy. Yeah. I, though I don't like being outside in a skirt in that weather. No. Unless I have my polar fleece tights on and it doesn't look like Kate has yeah. those. 
Yeah. And then for their walkabout, she wore her Russell and Bromley half and half boots. And then underneath, um, she wore a, uh, also green, a green Catherine Walker coat that she wore at the Noble Museum and the Arctis, um, when they met with the Ikea people. Um, she wore their bay dress. It was a bespoke version, so it was a edited version of the dress, obviously, to fit Kate's maternity figure. Uh, <laughs> I think it's the B dress. Bay, B you dress? Said, you said B, bay is B-A-E. It's B-E-A. B-E-A? Oh, you are right. Shoot. <laughs> <laughs> Normally, I don't. I let things slide, but I just like that you called yeah. it the bay dress. I, oh, God. <laughs> Millennial culture. It's insane itself into our brain. I'm ashamed of myself. Um. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. I've yeah. done the same thing. I, I, I was just like, wait, what? Okay, sorry. Um, but no, so if you look at the dress, the green dress that Kate wore, and then the B dress, <laughs> um, that, or at least the, the stock photo of it, uh, the, there's, they both have the pointed, uh, there's like pointed shoulders almost, and then there's a fuller skirt on the original version. Um, but it's a mm-hmm. wool crepe dress with kind of a mock neck. Um, and... I think it looked better in motion than it did. She had some photos that she took when they were at the palace that looked kind of, I think they were kind of awkward photos. Um, yeah. Like no one was really posed that well um, for them. But when I saw her in motion and like every other event, I really liked the dress. So I'm a fan. I actually, I really liked the shoulders. I didn't think I would, but I was like, I'm, I'm digging it. It looks great. Um, but yes, she was also carrying a new handbag, a uh, mini Seton from Mulberry and it was funny that I kept seeing like people say like, oh, she's copying Megan because she's not carrying a clutch because Megan's, you know, so far until last week had only carried handbags. Um, and usually Kate has a clutch, but Megan wore a clutch last week. So you could say that she's copying Kate and realize that, oh, having a handbag is just too much work or something. So I was just like, OK, everyone. Um, I mean, also, like. She had a handbag for day events and a clutch for evening events. Right. Kate usually isn't carrying a purse, except at evening events, and then she'll carry a clutch. Yeah. So, I don't know. So, just another one of those. We need to compare them. Mm -hmm. (sighs) Which brings us to our last event um, for just the 30th, uh, was they had a black tie dinner at the British Ambassador's residence. They met with the Swedish Prime Minister and his wife, and then also celebrities were there. Of, of Sweden, including uh, Stellan Sarsgaard, who I only know from Mamma Mia, so sorry. Oh, yeah. Um, and, <laughs> Me uh, too. And Alicia Vikander, uh, who's been in, um, I know she was in The Danish Girl, but I'm not she's quite sure. She's in The Danish Girl. She was in Ex Machina, and then she's also uh, in the upcoming Tomb Raider I was just about to say, remake. I was like, is she Tomb Raider? Yeah. Um, she is. Yeah, but what was most notable about this event was Kate's dress. Uh, so she yes. uh, she wore a dim, and uh, she it was a bespoke version of their Stephanie. Uh, it was a silk satin dress with lots of ruffles, high neck, and it was kind of a goldish. Some people said puce color, um, and then she also had Diana's earrings and bracelet to accompany this dress. And this dress uh, was mostly hated. <laughs> I loved it. <laughs> I'm not. I mean, I, it was definitely a look. Yeah. Like, I I couldn't pull it off. Like one, I could never wear that color yellow. Uh-huh. Um, you 
most people need like a, it works a lot better again mm-hmm. they're being blonde exceptions it'll work a lot yeah. better on somebody who isn't blonde uh-huh. um but i thought she looked really cool i mean again mm-hmm. it wasn't like my favorite yeah we'll get to my favorite dress of all time <laughs> um coming up i say that like every week yeah. um but you know i didn't i didn't hate it did you yeah, hate it uh, i really i didn't particularly like it it was another thing that i think it wasn't particularly it could have been better um tailored to her her figure um yes. but i think she and i have very different ideas about what you should and how things should be tailored when you're pregnant so i think i just have to let that go um because i don't think she's gonna come around to my senses that things should be a little bit tighter and she's not gonna come out in like a body con right. yeah uh, i'm more of a body con girl myself having just gotten yeah. out of well pregnancy. we all know you're pregnant what are you right. hiding that's kind you of know, yeah at that point um but i liked the fabric I thought that I loved the pattern, and so I think it could have definitely been the yellow, um, and I saw where she was going with it. So uh, I appreciate that she's willing to take risks because sometimes she does play it too safe. So um, yeah, it was not boring, and people were talking about it. Exactly. So I appreciated it that, but yeah, it was definitely, yeah, definitely an interesting and very uh, mostly um, made fun of look. So I I feel. I feel for you, Kate, um, and continue to make risks because guess what? At the end of the day, you're very lucky to get to wear such bonkers clothing as like part of your job. Again, I'm 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 on yeah. your side, Kate. Great, <laughs> um, but yeah. So for their second day uh, and final day in Sweden, I'll just go over this really quickly. Um, they were they started off the morning with a. Uh, Crown Princess Victoria and Prince Daniel at the uh, Karolinska Institute, um, which is one of the world's largest medical universities. And uh, they met with researchers because of their focus on mental health, um, on some of the work that they've been doing to make breakthroughs in managing mental health, whether or not it's in therapy or um, even medicinal um, options, that kind of stuff. And um, then after that, they then jetted off to um, a municipal primary school up in and all the children were and all the kids were really excited to see them as I would be. And um, they learned about a mental health program that uh, uh, Sweden targets to 14 and 15 year olds. And um, yeah, just kind of met with educators and whatnot and did kind of a just to sit down with them. And then from there, they went to an um, NK department store and they opened an exhibition of UK brands uh, and they looked at things like clothing and jackets from popular British brands that Sweden also uses. And I've never heard of NK, so I don't particularly, I didn't see too much about it. It looked like it was kind of like a a Macy's-ish kind of store. That's Macy's Nordstrom's. And then from there, yeah, they had a busy day. Uh, then they went to to see Victoria and Daniel's home, which is the Haga Palace. And there they met the adorable Princess Estelle, who's five. It looks like she'll be six next, this month in February. And Prince Oscar, who will soon be two. So super cute. Uh, but for the day's events, uh, Kate tapped uh, Catherine Walker again for a uh, for her coat. Her uh, coat. Um, and then underneath was a kind of a pearl tweed McQueen dress. And uh, she wore her, she had her Chanel handbag that she wore last in Paris, or I guess had, she didn't really wear it. And then uh, carried, carried. Yeah, that's the right word. And then, um, and then she wore some earrings, some pearl earrings from a Swedish designer called Into Design. Uh, 
So I liked the bespoke Catherine Walker coat. And, Me too. And I also, I liked the McQueen dress. Um, I thought they were both really good um, choices for the day. Yeah, I liked the houndstooth coat. I thought it was very like 60s and yes, fun. For sure. So that brings us to their evening of their final event in Sweden, where they went to a celebration of Swedish culture at the Photografiska Galleries. Um, Woo, that's good pronunciation. I was I was like, how? Huh? Fiska? Fiska? I don't know. Um, sure. There wasn't confirmation, but they had mentioned they were going to do a boat tour so that they could see kind of just the, the landscape and the beauty of Stockholm during this time. But it, the weather might have not um, agreed. So we don't know if they did this boot, yeah. boat tour. I almost said said boot tour. Hi, I'm from Minnesota, apparently. And um, and then there they viewed some artwork and mingled with guests. Uh, but yeah, Kate, uh, for the second night in a row, wore, wore or Erdem. She wore their, um, which is also from their autumn winter 2017 collection, which I said 2107 um, in my notes. And yeah, it's, <laughs> at least I didn't say it, right? Um and it's a velvet dress with kind of, yeah, a higher kind of mock uh, kind of look. And then uh, with a really beautiful pattern on it. And then um, then she, obviously, while they were coming in, she was wearing a black coat by a Swedish designer, um, Ida Sjostet. Um, Sjostet? That seems better. Um, but apparently Sjostet? the other uh, Swedish royals wear know. this brand. Uh, Krumvis, Princess Victoria wore the brand the previous day um, with Kate and Will when they did their walkabout. And also it seemed like she had noticed that that's kind of what they, it's fit for royalty in Sweden. So she should wear it too. And then um, some $7,000 earrings she wore that evening too um, from Robert Pelham, who was the person who the designed her wedding earrings. Cause Kate's parents, that was her gift from her parents were um, some earrings from Robert Pelham. So Wearing some bling. Yeah. Yeah. We didn't get any tiaras, unfortunately, but no. we did still get jewels, which is always yeah. good. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Did you have any thoughts on this dress? Um, I liked the it. velvet dress? I liked it a lot. Okay. Um, I'm trying to pull up a picture of it, but I turned off all my okay. internet connectivity. Yeah. <laughs> um, I thought it was pretty good. I wouldn't say it wasn't a hit or a miss by me. I thought it was kind of it was good. Um, I wish she would have worn something from a, an actual Swedish designer, um, but I can definitely see that. She, I know she has she has good relationships with these brands, and especially when you're trying to do maternity wear, trying to work with a brand new brand to kind of work on your figure and stuff or whatnot. It, I'm sure it's not always yeah. the most fun, even if you have a tailor that you work with exclusively. Um, yeah, I'm wondering if, uh, like, you know, one thing I was wondering is if we would see her wearing anything from H&M, since she does like to mix in kind of, like, fast fashion and other, like, affordable brands at times, um, and I was just kind of wondering, you know, like, whether that's something that we would see, especially since they do do some formal more formal wear like you'll see celebrities on red carpets being like I'm wearing H&M and some of those dresses are really pretty so I was wondering whether we'd see her tap something like that but 
Yeah, I was expecting that too. Uh, but I guess the blue kind of goes with the Swedish flag. Yeah, I pulled up the picture. It also, I mean, the flower, the way the flowers are designed, it kind of looks like traditional Scandinavian like needlework a little bit. Um, it's also, I don't know, maybe she's going with the 70s sleeve as a tribute to ABBA. Who knows? Oh, my God, that's so smart. I bet so. She's actually a closet ABBA freaking stop going to Mamma Mia. Exactly. And yeah, and she had just met the Skarsgård. And so she was like, oh, excellent. I don't know. Yeah, again, this was, um, it was not my favorite, but I didn't hate it. Again, it was interesting. And sometimes that's all I really want is something interesting rather than another like long sleeve lace dress. Because I know she looks great in long sleeve lace dresses. And these are kind of like, oh, that's an interesting dress. Um, or it's an, yeah, it's an interesting look. So we can move on then um, to Norway, which I'll be covering. Um, there, as you mentioned, the weather was kind of dicey in Sweden. And so it, they actually had to cancel a final thing that they had scheduled for Sweden, which they were going to do, I believe, the morning of February 1st, which was a visit to the, I think, like an Air Force base. Um, and so because the weather was not ideal for flying, they decided that they would just hold the meeting kind of in indoors, uh, not out in the raging snowstorm. And they, um, so there wasn't a photo opportunity with that. But, uh, when they arrived in Oslo, um, at the Gardermoen airport, it was snowing there, and it was really pretty. Uh, they arrived and were met by Crown Prince Hakon. Sorry, I need to get my pronunciation right here. Crown Prince Hakon and Crown Princess uh, Metamari. And so now I'll give a little background on the Norwegian royals. So the Norwegian royals are related to the British royals because they're both descended from King Edward VII, which is Victoria's son. Um, so Edward VII's daughter, Maud, married King uh, Haakon VII back in the day. And so that makes the current king of Norway Queen Elizabeth's second cousin. So this is kind of like extended family reunion thing going on. Um, so the people currently in power in Norway, or well, not in power, but like reigning monarchs, is uh, King Harold V and Queen Sonia. And then their son and heir is Crown Prince Hakun, and he is married to Crown Princess uh, Metamari, who she was, this is a quote from her Wikipedia page, a Norwegian commoner and single mother with a disadvantaged past, which like, okay. Um, but mm -hmm. after they got married, um, they have had two children together. Um, so the, the heir in their line is uh, Princess Ingrid Alexandra, and then they have a younger son, Prince uh, Sever Magnus. I don't know how if I said that one right, but those are the the key players here. Um, so after they met uh, people at the airport, they went to the Royal Palace uh, for lunch. The Royal Palace is like in downtown Oslo. I went and stood outside it once and took a picture of it. It's just like a big palace it's not as fancy looking as buckingham palace but it's still very clearly like royal and they do have guards out of outside 
So they have like a little bit of a changing of the guards, but again, it's just not as cool. Um, probably because it's too cold to have too many people. <laughs> Tourists don't really want to watch it as much, probably. Um, mm-hmm. But when they got to the royal palace, and that's where they were staying for their time in Norway, uh, they were met by King Harold and Queen Sonia. And the first uh, activity they did was they took a tour of the Princess Ingrid Alexandra Sculpture Park, which is in the palace gardens. Uh, so this sculpture park is named after uh, the young princess. So the oh, person cool. who is effectively yeah. the will in the William role, the second heir, second in line to the to the throne. Um, she opened it last fall. She's when she was 14 years old. Um, it was open to mark the 25th anniversary of King Harold's reign. And what's cool about it is it contains sculptures that were designed by and for children. And so they hold like cartoon and drawing contests and then they pick one each year uh or or they pick a few each year i'm not sure how many and then they actually build them and so it's like taking they're kind of surreal because it takes like a five-year-old's drawing of a rainbow and turns it into an actual sculpture so it's really fun to see um that later that day um during the daytime they visited mesh or m-e-s-h i don't know how you say it, but it's the largest co-working space in the Nordic countries. So it's, in other words, like a place where if you're a startup, you can um, go there to work and take advantage of their technology and their workspaces. And so while there, they got to play with new tablets and other fun things and play games and it looked like they were having a good time. Um, during the day, Kate was wearing... Um, on when she was outdoors, she was wearing a new uh, blue Catherine Walker coat uh, that was kind of a pale, eh, not a super pale blue, but I don't know how I would describe it. A sky blue, maybe? Sky blueish, um, maybe a little darker than that uh, coat by Catherine Walker. And then she's wearing her brown alpaca hat. And um, she was, um, when she took her coat off, she was wearing a blue seraphine maternity dress, which is the Marlene dress. Um, so again, tapping Seraphine, her maternity favorite. And again, she did the same kind of shoe change that she did um, when she was in Sweden. So she alternated between her black suede heels and the half and half boots based on pretty much what, what she was expected to do. So when she was trekking around out in the gardens, she was wearing the boots, which what I would do too. Um, then... That evening, they had a black tie dinner, and it was attended by members of the Norwegian government and business leaders and also people who are leaders in the creative realm as well. And while they were there, they were there were speeches and toasts and everything about pretty much, um, again, more of that soft diplomacy where it's like, hey, we're the British and the Norwegians are family. They but literally in that we are, you know, related through Queen Victoria, but also because we are, you know, these nations that are part of Europe, even though we're not, apparently not in the European Union, or at least England is leaving it. And so it was a lot of stuff like that. Um, this was when Kate was wearing the best dress ever. It was a gown by Alexander McQueen, and it was a kind of blush pink but very pale it looks white at first glance and then you kind of notice this 
a pinkish tint. Then there's this beautiful silver detailing near the neckline that's flowers and and everything. And then, best of all, it has a cape. I love it. I love any capes. I would like whisk around and pretend I was a sorceress. But that's why I'm not a public figure because I wouldn't be able to control myself. (laughs) Yeah. See, yeah, I just felt like it was such a wow item. It was so beautiful. Yes, it was gorgeous and it and you didn't even need to like it yeah, it just fit perfectly. It was so flowy. Yeah, the cape was majestic. Yeah, it was gorgeous. She looked like a princess. Like I want to see I can see her wearing this to like a state dinner um where she can wear a tiara. Well, with, and like, with a tiara, here, even though holy crap. Even though she wasn't wearing a tiara, she did not and even though the the beading is so shiny and sparkly. She was not skimping on the jewels. So she wore the queen, uh, a couple of pieces that she borrowed from the queen. One uh, were di- the diamond drop earrings that she's worn a couple times. And then another was a bracelet, which is known as the wedding gift bracelet. And it is known as that because uh, it's what Prince Philip gave to Queen Elizabeth uh, for their wedding. And it's a beautiful like art deco-ish type piece that is very, very sparkly. And yeah, again, I was just like, oh my God, I can't. And she was also wearing beautiful shoes. Uh, the Cabrina LeMay heels by Oscar de la Renta. And the whole picture, she I, like, she just outshined everyone. I, when you look at the group photos that were taken that evening, you can't help but looking at her and being like, oh my God, she looks like a snow queen. Oh, in the best possible way. So, yeah. Okay. Yep. Yeah, I'm sorry. I've still got to go. I'm like still just like pausing and dreaming off thinking about this dress and how I want it so badly. Um, all right. So then the next day, which was their final day of the tour, uh, they started off uh, with visit the visit to the Hartwig Neeson School, which is where SCOM is filmed. And now SCOM, I think I said it was maybe translated as skins because of the British and American TV show. It's apparently translated as shame. But it's pretty much the same deal. It's a Degrassi-esque, uh, Skins-esque show that really is talking about teenagers and uh, their, I mean, the the trials and tribulations of being a teenager and growing up. And the reason Will and Kate made this visit is uh, because this show also takes a kind of unflinching look at mental health issues and does a lot to try to educate viewers on, you know, what to do in the case of mental health crises and how to keep their mental health up when going through all of the angst <laughs> of being a teen. Um, I will say that apparently this show, uh, SCOM, is available on YouTube. You can find it. Um, and it has a cult following here in the U.S. Uh, one of my favorite, like, Culture writers, uh, Richard uh, Lawson, who's the movie critic and otherwise, I think he also critiques TV shows uh, for Vanity Fair. He wrote an article about how amazing it was that Will and Kate went to this set because he's obsessed with the show. (laughs) And he's like, apparently it has this huge following. And so them visiting this set was absolutely amazing. I'm, again, waiting for a day where I have nothing to do and I can just binge a cheesy teen drama from Norway. 
and watch it with subti- English subtitles on. Practice. Perhaps you will become Swedish or um, yes. Swedish, I, maybe uh, the kids will say, Norwegian. "I would like another glass of beer," <laughs> and I will be able to translate it. And then the other kids will be like, "No, you should not have yeah. another glass of beer," because I feel like that's the the hard hitting issues that are discussed on the show. Um. So after they visited the set, they went to Skagum, which is the official residence of Crown Prince uh, Hakan and Crown Princess Metamarit. Um, and there were some photos taken. And I love seeing the like reception rooms that are kind of like semi-public, semi-private in these royal residences because it's like, oh, my God, they're speaking of like the really fancy furniture uh, we were talking about that you don't put in. George and Charlotte's room. This is where you see that like beautiful antique priceless stuff. And also I will mention that there was a dog in attendance and it looked like a Portuguese water dog or black poodle or something. And so I just want to give a shout out to that dog. Um, And so when, again, for this event, Kate was wearing a plum Dolce and Gabbana coat and this was an example of where she did keep the coat on when she was at the private lunch. Um, because, again, I think it was probably cold in that room. Or maybe it was just for the photos that she kept it on. But um, when she took off the coat, you could see she was wearing a dress by the Norwegian brand by Timo, which is apparently one of Crown Princess Metamarit's favorite brands. And it was, again, a kind of a high neck. Um, floor. It was a black dress but it had a pink and like grayish print that's floral and had like fern like leaves on it kind of um it was again very 70s and so that was kind of um an interesting dress i i liked it i thought it was an interesting day dress um and it made sense that it was a norwegian designer and again kind of showing that Kate's stylist did her homework on the brands favored by the other uh, Scandinavian royal women. Um, So then once they were done with that, they went to their final engagement, which was a ski extravaganza. They went to the uh, Holman Colon, which is the site of a huge ski jump that overlooks Oslo. And there is a ski museum nearby. So they went through the ski museum and saw a bunch of artifacts and learned about uh, Norwegian skiing history. So including like cross-country skiing that took people to the South Pole and the North Pole and all that stuff. And then also learning about the history of other skiing, such as the ski jumping that they observed. So they went to the top of this huge ski jump and spoke to a woman named Anakin Mork. And she did went down this giant jump in front of them. And it was pretty crazy to see. There's video if you're so inclined. Uh, and then they also watched some of the most promising uh, under 18 ski jumpers from Norway. So once they climbed down off of that very high structure, they went to an event organized by the Norwegian Ski Federation which is um, watching little kids take a ski class and then having a cookout where they cooked sausages over an open fire. And both Will and Kate, I think, mentioned that George and Charlotte would have loved this event. And so I'm kind of sad we didn't get to see them along on this tour. But yeah. 
Excuse me. Thanks. So, yeah, they, um, Kate was wearing something a, a lot more inc- uh, appropriate for outdoor sports. She was wearing this down jacket by Kyus, K-J-U-S. I don't know. I'm hope Kyus. And it's um, got, it was like spicy orange and white is like the, the colors that the website described it as. So it was like a bright reddish orange type thing. And then she was wearing what I'm assuming are black ski trousers or snow pants. Um, those, I don't see if those were definitively identified, but they're very like typical like wide-legged trousers that you would expect to see somebody wearing outdoors. So I'm assuming they were also just like snow pants because of the weather. Um, under the, the jacket, somebody um, like identified the fact that they had been given, Will and Kate had been given Dale of Norway sweaters, which is, Norwegians are very serious about their sweaters, specifically their wool sweaters. And so they had been given these um, and somebody noticed that those were likely the, the ones they'd been gifted by the king of Norway. And then she was wearing her sorrel boots and she had a white bobble hat. Uh, by Bart's. And this one is much cheaper. If you liked this um, hat, it was like 21 pounds or something like that. So way more affordable versus the $300 one that you admired from her um, Swedish jaunt. So yeah. And then after that, they went home. Back to George and Charlotte and Lupo to wash his paws. (laughs) And to inevitably give them the troll dolls that they got at the airport. Because, yeah, Norwegians are obsessed with trolls. And they're scary. They, like, aren't fun troll dolls with neon hair. Are these, like, the trolls in Frozen? Kind of, but they're (laughs) uglier. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) And gnomes. They're, like, I don't know. It's weird. There's just a lot of things. I got, um my husband's family a refrigerator magnet with a troll on it and it had like hair like it was like a gross long beard on it and i got it because it was so ugly like that was kind of the joke of why i purchased it for them (laughs) yeah it's it's weird but yeah i thought it was a good tour yeah yeah they packed in a lot in a very short amount of time and yeah it was definitely really cool to kind of see them yeah kind of go side by side with their their kind of their counterparts uh from sweden and norway yeah i liked and again we didn't talk about you know the fashion scene on uh the scandinavian women but they also looked beautiful throughout and wore some really great pieces Mm -hmm. Um, there was there was some i i think especially crown crown princess victoria had like that one dress that didn't have like a sleeve that one kind of miffed me a little bit um, uh, yeah, but that was also the night Kate where the, wore the air den. So I was just like, you know what? Everyone's kind of wearing something a little bonkers tonight. So maybe that's the theme. <laughs> it must be. I don't know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, oh, it but, was fun. And I'm, yeah. I'm, I always love their tours. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I wonder, uh, they originally were supposed to do this tour in November, but obviously with Kate not feeling the greatest, uh, they were supposed to also do Finland, so I bet it would have been a much longer tour. Um, 
but Will went to Finland in November, and then they did obviously Sweden and Norway uh, together this time. So yeah, I think it was a great opportunity, and I'm happy that they still got to do it because I was like, oh, it's canceled now. That's a bummer, but I'm glad that they were able to do it, and we got to see yeah, so many beautiful dresses, and I think. It'll be interesting to see, like, I want to know how much it really affects, you know, kind of that soft, the soft diplomacy really helps them. Um, Because I certainly know it obviously brings headlines and everything that, you know, Kate wore this or, you know, Kate and Will played hockey or, or, excuse me, Bandy. Uh, But I think it'll be interesting to see how much of this really affects how kind of negotiations and leaving the EU go and their relationships afterwards, which I hope will continue to be strong. Yeah, well, so Norway is in a unique position in that it's not in the European Union. Uh Um, And it's both countries have kept their own currencies. And so, I mean, similar to obviously England doesn't use the euro either. Um, But like Norway, and I could go on for like hours about this. So I'll try (laughs) to keep it short. But Norway is in a really interesting position because it like kind of what Britain's headed for in Brexit is kind of what Norway... um, seems to be like it was kind of pitched to the British people, I think is like, we could be like Norway where we still have our independence, but we also have these um, separate benefits. Yeah. But the thing is not really because it's the reason Norway is in the position it is. It's not, I don't know. Norway still doesn't get a lot of like benefit from being part of it. Cause Norway is a really wealthy country because of say, oil. I was just about to say, aren't they oil heavy? Yeah, um, and also they they are a p- participant in the Schengen Agreement, so like you can travel there freely if you are in the European Union or like one of the other countries that's in the Schengen. I don't know. It's like all this interesting stuff, but uh, it's kind of. I think they would probably talking to them kind of <laughs> off the record about what it's like to be a country that's simultaneously like got one foot in, one foot out of the EU. And like how to walk that line and how it's good and how it's bad and like, you know, how they can best help their country, you know, stay connected to Europe where it'll benefit them and and all that jazz. So it's interesting. And I think it'll be, you know, pretty. I don't know. We'll we'll have to see. Yeah, it's always hard to measure the effects of these things. Well, right. And I think uh yeah it's just a question of what is the role of a modern you know uh royal family and obviously i don't think the government would be having them to go do this stuff if it wasn't at least somewhat effective in short term (laughs) so right yeah but uh we'll see so yeah until next tour yeah i wonder where they'll go next i'm hoping for somewhere warm i'd really like them to go to like the caribbean or something that's, yeah and then i wonder they can take george and charlotte and then george and charlotte can go play in the water and Luke oh my will gosh. be there too <laughs> yeah, they'll fly him <laughs> yep first class he'll be yeah. on several pillows he'll yeah. be like you know in the princess diaries movie yes. when fat louis is flying yeah. on like and has his like crown on that's exactly what Lupo will be for sure yeah so. um yeah well i don't think we'll they probably won't be taking a tour you know, obviously before the, the baby's born. Right. I bet I bet it won't even be till next year or it'll be something yeah. very short. Because, I mean, even with George, he was maybe eight or nine months when they went to Australia. So, I mean, they're not going to leave little 
number three at a really I don't young think age so. to go to the Caribbean or anywhere super far away. So I think this will be, yeah, one. Well, there won't be as long of ones. Maybe some day trips. So I guess we'll see. But at least we'll, I mean, we'll have Harry and Meghan. I'm sure Harry and Meghan are going to kind of pick up some slack. As as we saw when we talked about it last week, like Harry and Meghan are going to do the Commonwealth meetings that normally Will and Kate would probably do. But with Kate probably in being in labor at some point or already having um, the new baby, they're just not going to be doing it. So yeah, we'll have at least we'll have Harry and Meghan to do royal tours for us. So yeah, and I did hear a rumor, and I didn't look do much research on this, so I didn't bring it into our main news. But I did hear that um, there's rumblings that uh, Princess Eugenie's wedding originally they wanted it to have it in September, and it got postponed till October because apparently, um, and again, this is something I heard kind of offhand or read offhand. Apparently. Prince Harry is expected to have like an a something be abroad in September and so they said no you can't do September because of that. And so I'm wondering that might line up with the Invictus games. Oh, that's true. Yeah. And so I'm wondering and I'm expecting we'll at least get a nice trip abroad. I are those for in that. Australia? I think they are in Australia. Yeah. So and I would love yeah. to see them go down to Australia and again they could go to the beach. Yeah. Oh my sure. gosh. Oh, and I guess we didn't we forgot to put that in our news at the beginning is that they do have a wedding date for Princess Eugenie and um Oh right, yeah. It's yeah. Uh, October twelfth. So October twelfth. Um, yeah. So I think I think October it's a Friday. Are great, so. so Yeah. So we will we'll see that uh yeah, it'll be at St. George's again. So I guess we'll get kind of a spring slash summer wedding from Megan and Harry and a fall from uh Eugenie. So cool. Yay, love. Yay. Yay. Well, I think that's it for this week. Mm-hmm. Um, as I mentioned earlier, contact us if you have any feedback um, or if you have any, you know, articles you think we'd be interested in or or news or anything like that. Um, AmericaOnDreams at gmail.com or at AmericaOnDreams on uh, Facebook and Instagram. And I'm just going to leave off the Twitter because that has kind of <laughs> stagnated. <laughs> and also, um, you know, rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. Uh, subscribe. All that jazz. Yeah. Thank you guys we- so much. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Bye.